Hey guys, O'Reilly here. Episode 29 is upon us, and with it brings Celestial Tracks. And for many of you who came here today thinking I was going to bring on another Bossveld-type artist, you might be disappointed. Uh, that's because Celestial Tracks is kind of a producer whose music I discovered over SoundCloud, and I've been completely enamored with ever since. His music sort of prioritizes texture over melody, mixing and weaving uh treated samples and club beats together in a very very alien way uh and his latest ep from the womb really plays with song structure and it sort of abandons grime which he'd been associated with for a while completely uh to create these songs that ebb and flow in in really really beautiful ways um especially a song you're gonna hear in a second bodily um anyways in this interview we talk about uh, his surprising start in music, his process for creating textures, uh, and how to imbue specific feelings into abstract music, which can be a challenge for uh, many of us. Well, not many of us. Not many of us are making abstract music, but Celestial Tracks is. And if you've got any interest in where music is going to be heading in the next five years, you owe it to yourself to check this one out, because he, he's thinking on a whole different level. Uh, anyways, so, episode 29. Celestial Tracks. I think you're going to enjoy it.
Shit, I, I should have kept a uh, more of a watch on that. Like, uh, what's your what's your live show like? Do you like how do you translate some of the stuff that you do uh, into like a live show? I just like did like a did like a tour recently, and that was just like like DJing, like using CDJs. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I mean, I like to use them kind of like almost as like samplers sometimes. So I have like you know, side play tracks, but also just like a cue like sort of like samples and stuff that I have. I did have like a live show before I moved to the US, but like all my stuff, all my hardware is like UK powered. So it's, it's like commonly like, I've got like a transformer oh, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, I've got like a transformer thing where it's really heavy and I haven't, like, I just, I don't want to like, especially like going out of town and stuff, it's, it's too much. Like, you know, the stuff's heavy as it is, and then, you know, it's just like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But like, I'm trying, I, I would love to do, I'm actually like playing the show this Friday like just like around the corner from my house and i'm probably gonna like do something like more like live because it's a it's more kind of like a live type of show as well the other artists are like that are singers and stuff like that so i don't want to stay dj yeah (laughs) it's a it's it's gotta be cool kind of like uh living down and around brooklyn like if you're like a show just around the corner might be something that's like uh, like a like a pretty neat affair whereas something down around the corner for me is like oh uh it must be at the homeless shelter (laughs) <laughs> well um yeah like it, it's like the um the output is pretty crazy here like it's it's there's so much on offer um you know you, you gotta get used to it and get kind of like sort of you just you know they don't really like make much of it like unless it's someone like you really really love like out of town comes through and then you know you make the effort of going but like it's you know, there's, it feels like there's so much going on that I end up just like not doing anything unless I'm playing. <laughs> it's, it, it's in a place like know. Brooklyn, it, it, in like New York, is it still sort of the same level of noise where there's like a whole bunch of guys who are just like, "Yo, if I if I start writing songs like Nickelback, I think I can make it around here." Because we get that a lot <laughs> around <laughs> like in Toronto and Ottawa and Montreal. Like, there's still that sort of tier of people who are just like, "You know what? I think I can do it. I think I can emulate Toby Keith." Oh damn! Um, I don't even know that. I don't. I don't really like mix that much with um with the kind of band like people. And there's like nothing wrong. I used to be. In, I used to be in band stuff. Like, I I listen to a lot of, like band music. Like, like so like you know traditional air quotes like guitar music. Yeah. But um I yeah I don't I don't I don't really like, mix with those like those kind of yeah. like, cats at the moment. So I'm sure they exist. You know, people come here like big <laughs> dreams. But it's, there's so many like. Like the electronic music scene is huge. Like it's really. Oh yeah. Like it's it's popping. Like that's like ev- like literally everyone is a DJ, and that's another <laughs> another issue. <laughs> um, but you know. <laughs> it's funny around here. You'll get a bunch of people join uh, something like uh, like Ottawa music scene, like uh, like a Facebook club or something like that. And everybody and their dog will just post like a Hey, start up a band looking for a bassist. Needs to know how to play. You know, sort of the <sighs> C, G, and D. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> oh damn, yeah. Um, again, like it definitely exists, but like <laughs> since I've been here, I have not talked to anyone who's in a band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What uh, what prompted the move? Because obviously you're a transplant. Yeah, um, I mean, like it was it was originally like I I moved here with my ex partner, and then we like split up after we moved here. Yeah, like but you know it's fine. Like it it, it happened like quite like I said I've been here almost like three years, and it happened like really early on. 
But like that, like initiated the whole thing. She was like an American girl living in London. <laughs> and yeah, like, you know, we were young and stupid and we got married and then, you know, well, that was the only way we could like sort of stay together. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, but whatever. It wasn't. It wasn't like a visa marriage or anything. Like by any means, like mm-hmm. you know, it was real and like it was beautiful while it lasted. You know. Yeah, and like, do you let your partners know that you're celestial tracks? Like, what sort of what level of fame do you feel like you're at that you need to do? You need to tell people about it. Are you like, well, actually, I do have several rinse FM mixes. Like, I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> um you know i don't know um I, <laughs> I i definitely don't like i don't know i i i don't really make much of it to be honest i've been making like music like like all my life basically and it's this is what i do i don't i don't know <laughs> i've never i definitely have never like used that like what you just said like ever <laughs> and i never had a world. That was like I so I used to be well once in a while I'll still do it but like uh, I used to like tour around doing sort of just like ambient uh, music oh, and cool. just trying to explain to like a girl at a party what mm. ambient music is and like sort of well I don't really play instruments but I sort of weave together textures and you can just sort of see like if they were on Molly or something like that like just yeah. all the enthusiasm <laughs> serotonin just sort of drains from their yeah. brain and they're like oh no. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh yeah, hey, I heard you play music, and then you're like, well, actually, and it's like, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, like it's it is what it is. My partner now, she's um, like she's involved in music, and I think she knew who I sort of like was before we like linked up. But it was never like you know, I'm, I'm I don't I'm not like a famous musician by any means, so. <laughs> <laughs> when you were doing guitar music what it seems so alien uh to what you do now like what 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 was your sort of (laughs) what did you start doing um i started like playing like just like punk bands and metal bands um and it was definitely like more like that i wasn't kind of like i went through like a bit of like an indie phase at one point but i don't know i mean like i still like listen to metal and i still I actually have recorded some like metal riffs for a friend just recently. Oh no way! Guitar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was like, actually like a lot of fun. I still got like all my pedals and stuff, and it's like I I use them like it's, like just like make a noise and I like like synth and stuff. But it was it was like a lot of fun, and I actually went to like I went to like a music college in London for like guitar and stuff. Oh wow, that's pretty nuts. Yeah, like I don't know. It was kind of one of those things. I like, I still know what to do and. My dad was like, oh, you have to go to university. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I did. So it's whatever. Like, I, I don't really feel it. I mean, maybe it helped me on, on some level, but like, it's, I don't know. There's something about like kind of treating music on such like clinical sort of like way that doesn't really like resonate with me that well. And, and I, you know, I spent like a lot of time afterwards sort of like trying to unlearn a lot of the stuff that they would like teach us. <laughs> like, they literally just like, oh, you know, if it thinks like, oh, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. You, they, this mm. chord doesn't work with that chord. You can't do it. It's like, that's total bullshit. Like, I, I, there's obviously like different like colleges and some colleges are better than others. But then the college of music was definitely very like, um, you know, you have to have like exams and stuff. 
and then you'd yeah. be playing like a jazz standard and then they say like no 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 you can't like you can't use that scale on that chords and you're like what <laughs> like you know it's ridiculous <laughs> can i just say how much i would pay for a celestial tracks ep of just jazz standards that would be, <laughs> that would be amazing oh shit <laughs> but um is it is it one of those things like uh I know St. Vincent said, like, she went to Berkeley for, like, three years or something like that and then dropped out. But then, like, she still doesn't know how to read music. Like, is there anything that you sort of took from that that you feel has informed anything that you do? I feel, if anything, like, just um, kind of like, like studying some things and, like, like, harmonies and, like, stuff like that, like... And that was, I definitely enjoyed that. I, like, for some reason, I quite enjoyed, like, the theory side of it. Um, but again, like it's not like something that I feel like I use, especially when like like writing music. Electronic music is based so much. Oh, it's, like in my opinion, it's based so much more about the texture and the sound and and the rhythm rather than like these like complex harmonies and stuff. Yeah, your stuff doesn't really follow that sort of like one four five. No, no <laughs> way of making a song. And again, like it was something that like. I had to kind of like, so like when I started like making more like electronic stuff, to get sort of like get rid of that mindset of like going like, oh, I have to go from this chord sequence to another chord sequence. And it's like no, like you can just stay in like one chord if you want to. Like it doesn't have to like follow these rules and stuff. It's um, this might be a good time to sort of jump into it. Like your your stuff is incredibly detailed in that there's like there's so many like little moments that you sort of find in these songs where it's like it's not something that maybe it is but like when i listen to it i'm like that's not like sort of someone playing an npc like that's like a very conscious decision to have that little flourish there and and so like how do you start writing a track like how do you develop this sort of framework for all these little flourishes to happen well uh, i i don't know i mean like that's that's funny too because like i I, I use like a lot of like hardware when I like do like when I create like sounds and stuff. Um, and often I I've got like all these like things like around my my studio that I just like make like noise with and sound with, and then I record bits. And then once they're inside the computer, then I start like moving them around and like time stretching and like like fucking them up basically. And that's that's how I like create like a lot of stuff. Do all this stuff like before, sort of like like outside the box as they say. So you just make your own sample yeah. banks beforehand? Um, not always beforehand, but I've got sort of like like things that I've. I always try that. I always try like creating like folders and stuff, and like. But it's just it's it's more like something that happens in the moment, and then you use like you know you record something for like ten minutes, like you like banging on a radiator or like whatever, and then you literally like <laughs> use like <laughs> like a split second of it, and then you reverse it and time stretch it, and then that's that becomes something. But that's how I like create like, a lot of stuff. Um, a lot of it is kind of like almost like accidental in a way that like I start by I have this idea that oh, I'm going to record this like sick like vocal loop and then like like pitch bend it. But then I do in the process I do something that sounds really cool, but I that wasn't in, intentional. And but then I end up using that. <laughs> like that's that that happens to me a lot. But as far as I did like the details and the furries and stuff, like that, that's weird. Cause, like like I I've never like really thought of it that that has again hasn't really been like an like a conscience decision that i've made or like trying to make something like that but i guess you're probably right actually i'm not sure what that is <laughs> <laughs> well no it's great listening to your stuff like there's it, it makes like any of your three or four minute songs or things like that almost sound like 
almost like like mini sweets or something like that because it's mm. it almost seems like a very conscious decision not to you know repeat too many bars in a row or something like that or always have something new and that's what i really look for when i listen to music is just something to always i hate sort of settling into the same rhythm i love having sort of my mind or my ear being challenged the entire time and that it seems to it, it's it's not something that a lot of people do but your work like i can return to it again and again and sort of find new rhythms to it new like once you know the first listen through is probably all just listening to these textures and just being like my god what did he do but like mm-hmm. after that it's all about these different rhythms and like is, is that something that you like it, it seems like such unnatural rhythms but then you you just make it all work so well together yeah, that's interesting that you mentioned that that like mini sweet thing. There's like I I, I listen to like classical music. And I like not that I like I'm like I'm not like a head by any means. I don't. If you'd ask me something about like Chopin, I, <laughs> I wouldn't know. But like I do listen to it, and like that's something that I like. I try to kind of emulate in a way. Again, like not in the traditional sense, but like my sort of like take on it and the, on like just especially like the structure and everything, if nothing else. And also like my like I've never really like, listened to. Or like being that into like sort of like house music or you know something something that's like a like techno where it's like just it's based on like repetition. It's like that's that's the whole point of it. It's supposed to be repetitive and it's but that's something you know you experience like a nightclub, <laughs> nightclub especially sound like video, but like at a <laughs> like at a club <laughs> at a disco. You know when you say that like that's that's like a huge part of it. But for like I, I guess I like feel like for me coming from the background that I have like my music i want to create so it's it doesn't sound like like you said like too rep- repetitive and it's like you have this mm. ele- element of kind of surprise and like evolves constantly and it's like changing and it's like and say so, again it, that's like kind of like if you listen to again like kind of like classical music there's repetition and there's like this like themes and stuff that are repeated and stuff like it's it's still constantly evolving especially because it's like, it's like everything's played in real time and that's something i try to change i try to change just like little things like um like velocities on like on, if I do have like a pad that repeats, then change like the velocity and like on the hits and stuff, just to yeah. keep it, you know, kind of you know breathing in a way. Oh, for sure, and that's uh, that's something that like is it extra challenging for you because you're you're not working sort of especially with from the womb. I find with that like listening to it today, it, like you're really playing around with structure. What sort of change in your writing process, and do you find it sort of difficult to deal with mostly texture instead of? chords and like sort of harmonies and also bring it all back into like a consistent piece well yeah that's that's interesting too because like this like the way like electronic music is way the way you know the way music is general and and how i see it like there are there are no rules and you can literally do anything and but then it's like up to you know you as a producer or composer whatever like you decide what you want to say with that piece and like how you want to bring it all together and that you know that's difficult too and because you can literally take it like anywhere you can start like i say like you mentioned like from the womb and like the last the last track on that um which is like one of my favorites like that like that comes to like yeah almost like i see that as in, as in like three i'm just trying to remember the title right now <laughs> wait what's it called uh is it bodily yeah bodily yeah yeah sorry <laughs> so that yeah so i see that's like having like three different so like movements but like that, I don't know. Like that, that whole like that whole EP is is like based on like the concept. Is like I, I had all these like kind of things that I wanted to like kind of say with it, and I wanted to achieve sort of like sound wise and stuff. And I think that kind of like just like embodies the whole thing really well. I feel like came like just all these like different movements, but like still 
I hope it still sounds like cohesive and stuff. I find it so interesting when sort of more abstract music, uh, which I would say almost everything with celestial mm. tracks mm. outside of uh, your work with, uh, you know, vocalists, is yeah. like how how do you how do you try to impart themes and what sort of themes are you trying to evoke in this in this EP in uh, in from the womb that one and my like what like released before that my last one on on rinse um, vacillate like they were both kind of like coming from the back of this like this like breakup that I had and so still like moving to New York and my life being like quite like chaotic. I had like a lot of kind of like, I don't know, everything seems like chaotic and I had a lot of kind of like, anxiety about things and I wanted to like, just like put that in the music and I wanted everything quite like, all these just stark like contrasts and yeah, like chaotic, like chaos was like a massive like part of it. And it was just literally like something that I, even if I tried to make some like other kind of music, I just couldn't, everything just came out so like, kind of like violent sounding and I mean, I'd, like, that was literally, it was something that I, like, and, and that's, I luckily, like, that phase of my life is kind of, like, over, I feel. And the stuff that I'd be making now is, like, different. I want to, like, wanted to, like, close that chapter with, like, that's, I, I don't, I, I don't really want to, like, make that, like, that same thing again. Like, and it, it's, it's quite, like, sort of, like, painful to listen to now because it's, like, it's really, yeah, evokes, like, a lot of kind of, like, past sort of feelings, what I was going through and stuff. And this new one's going to be more sort of singer-songwriter you and just an acoustic guitar? Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah, like a flute. And... <laughs> but that, that's interesting, like trying to it, almost in a way sort of excise demons through this music. Like when you go back and you listen to these songs, if you do, like do you still, does that take you back to that mindset? Like is it that connected? Um, yeah, I was just listening to it like, the other day. And I, and also like, pl- when I was like playing the tracks, sort of like live sometimes, I got, I got like really overwhelmed and stuff. Because um, it's really, like, I don't know, like, I, I, the music to me is, like, like super emotional. I want to, like, I want my music to be, like, really, just, like, to, you know, to make you kind of, like, feel something. And that's, that's what, like, music does to me. And that's what I try to, like, do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, yeah, like, like, everything, like, and also, like, kind of, like, moving to New York, like, where I was living at the time was, like, really noisy. And there was, like, all this can sound constantly, like, train, like, screeching and, like, everything oh, yeah. was just like really, yeah, it's like chaotic, and um, and that's, yeah, like that's the, that's still like when I listen to it, still will kind of like it, it does take me back. Interesting, and it, it and it seems to be a common theme amongst uh, like people that I've talked to is just sort of like, um, you know, you sort of sometimes you make music that just to clear away uh, sort of all those sounds, and sometimes you do it so that you can incorporate these sounds and sort of make them manageable in your life uh, for people like living in different um atmospheres i don't know a better word for that but um let's can we get into just how you develop textures for your stuff Mm -hmm. because it is so uh and i hate saying this it's 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 delicious listening to just all the stuff that you put in because my big thing about music and the thing that i love is sort of uh, people who are using tools available now to push music forward, to, to make sounds that they haven't heard before, that couldn't have been done, you know, sort of five, ten years ago. And like Celestial Tracks, uh, as a project, as you or whatever, it, it, it's that to me. Like I listen to things and I hear, you know, sort of texture over harmonies. I hear just like crazy sounds that ha- like aren't trying to emulate things that have 
you know, already been done. It's not like you you bought a modular synth so you could sound like uh, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer or something like that. Like, all your stuff seems legitimately new and fresh. And just, like, how do you start developing your sound? Like, huge like, part of it has been and still is to uh, manipulate, manipulate, like, the human sounds and, like, vocal in some way and, and technical and nerdy and, like, whatever. Like, I use, like... So, like I mentioned, like, I use, like, hardware and I use... Kind of like what, what's old piece of kit now um, is elect, called Electribe. Oh yeah, like drum machine, and um, and I, I don't know. I've, I've had it for like a few years, and I still like use it a lot. But I kind of like use it in ways that like that maybe you shouldn't. I mean, I, you know, it's not like oh, this is how it works. If you go to the showroom, like they would show you like oh, create these drum patterns, la la la. But I use it for, like to kind of like fuck with like lots of like vocal sounds and stuff, and just like make them like just very sound very like alien. But the thing is like with like. But I find with a like, human voice and, and vocal samples and stuff, you can still, even if you, like, mangle it, like, really, really hard, you can still kind of, like, you, you get, like, this, like, reaction to it because it's a human voice, I guess. And I, I and I make something, like, a really kind of, like, I just take, like, I don't know, like, a Rihanna sample or something and then just, like, really, like, mangle it, like, completely. And then use that, let's get, like, one note from it and then build something from that one note almost like a synth for something from that one note that's completely like mangled yeah and then and then also just like put like sort of like effects on it and stuff to make it just like just create like textures and stuff but that's like that's like a huge part of my like my sound i guess is um yeah it's like the human voice it it absolutely is and it's absolutely like um it goes so much further beyond sort of just formant shifting which seems to be the du jour mm. thing to do these days yeah. uh is like you really and like listening to it with sort of sort of through a producer's ears you hear like sometimes there'll be like noise on the track and then you just cut it off like that and that just eliminating that sort of like noisy texture from the vocal thing in the in the larger track in and of itself becomes sort of like a musical statement like it's mm. it's it's really cool the way that you uh manipulate those sounds and just how much of your stuff, how much of your sounds are just sort of like your process of resampling? Like, is it, do you always try to start off organic and then sort of shift it and shift it and shift it away? I mean, that's my like goal. I mean, I find like, I find if I do use, I mean, I do use like, like synths and like stuff like that. And like, even like some like soft synths, I've got nothing like, like against them and they're like good jumping off points often. But um, I find that the more I do something like outside the box, the more I do something with, like I've got like this like um so like, so like an old like like a Walkman like tape player. Then I start have these like random tapes and I start run through that. I like <laughs> you know, run something like that. It's like randomly like through something and you just, it's 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 and very often it's like it's like you get these like lucky sort of like you find something like really really cool that you, you know you're never able to be create like recreate again. But it's kind of worth it. The, the more I do that, the more I'm sort of like pleased with the end result by like far. If I instead of doing something. So like MIDI like you know, on the computer, which I also do, but like I, I feel my best stuff. I like, personally I feel comes from is literally like sitting on the floor and like like making noise with some sort of machine, and then like going from there. Like drums is like different. I use like a lot like samples and 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 um, but like when it comes to like, textures and and kind of synthy sort of sounds, that's what I try to do. Because yeah, it do, it never sounds. 
apart from maybe like sort of very direct snare hits or like maybe hi hats mm. or something like that, like nothing really sounds quantized. It always it always sounds like you said earlier, like uh, there's something breathing in between the ones and zeros of this data. Obviously, we're always looking for sponsorship from somebody like Omnisphere too. But um, <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you just like that sort of tape texture? Do you like sort of the movement of it? Like how much of how much processing are you doing of those sort of raw files before it even hits something like your Ableton or your Logic or whatever? Um, it again, like, it depends loads. Like I've I've got like some like I've got all these like guitar pedals that I sometimes I run through stuff, or sometimes not. Like it's it it really depends. Like. Um, it, and it's also like sometimes you just like just things are so easy and like you can literally like open like you mentioned like some of like the soft synths and stuff that are kind of amazing and it, it, you can open something and then start like making sounds instantly and that sounds easier and sometimes you just I literally just like it's kind of like, like laziness more than anything that's like oh I don't know where my there's like power bank is or something or I like I had to unplug something I, you know I can't be bothered and that like you know that can lead to like other things but if if I if I go down that route, then I often feel like not that satisfied with like the end results. Yeah, but yeah, it, it, it's it it totally depends. There's you know like like I've said many times, there's like no rules and there should not be any rules. There's good to have like like things like how to get started. If I have like an idea, like how to at least try to like create that sound. But often I start to like start kind of like just with nothing and start making sounds. Now that's interesting because. You know, looking over your releases, there is sort of a, uh, there are rules that it seems like you've sort of imposed upon yourself. Like you don't have any songs that really go over five minutes or like, what are things, because with someone like you who just treat textures forever, 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 and just like come out with like this really great ambient album that six people would listen to, how do you start (laughs) sort of scaling it back and being like, how do you start imposing rules on these things and saying, okay, this is these are where the beats come in. This is where, like, how, how do you start developing that framework after you've, after you've, you know, developed these textures? Um, well, I think it's like, because I still want to play, I still want to, like, you know, play, play like clubs and I still want to be considered as kind of like club music in a way. Um, so I guess like that's something that I, it's, that I often think is like, if things get like too weird, then, you know, like it'll never get played. At like a club or something, where I would be yeah. like, I can't get like like shows or something. Um, that's I don't know. Maybe that's 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 it more than anything. Like I don't I don't know, like I've been like working with a lot of singers like lately, like this summer. Um, and that's been really interesting too because like I I still kind of like treat like some of the sounds the same way, but you know it's more about like giving the singer like a platform. Now, is that difficult for you to sort of scale back? It's not actually. Like, I, I, I enjoy like the things that I enjoy like the most is like when it comes to like, music with vocals. It's just like you know the music has to have or the beat has to have like a lot of space, and that's like another like huge thing that I even though like my my sort of, like instrumental stuff is you could say quite like busy and and but I still especially when I work with vocalists, I I try to give them like a lot of space, um, and like the beat that needs to like. I want to like breathe and and your space is like a huge each thing that I always I always go on about. And and so like what, what's the difference between sort of uh, celestial tracks, um, solo producer versus celestial tracks, sort of like producer in the studio with somebody else? Like, are you how do you, how do you deal with sort of this external element that also has like feelings and like mm. emotions and things like that? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's gotta I mean, be I, weird I, to introduce them into your sort of uh, alien soundscapes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I. I 
I try to just like think of the vocalist more than anything. I like when music or when, like something gets vocals on it, then the vocals become the the focus point instantly to like vast majority of people. You know, if you play like something, anyone's music, so I say take something from from mine that has vocals on it. Like ninety nine point nine percent of people are going to start listen to the vocals straight away because that's just like again it's like the human sort of like reaction to vocals and human voice. It's like you kind of gravitate towards it. So like I, I try always try to keep that in mind that the beat is kind of like secondary. It's it's just kind of like a vessel for a vocal, but it still has to be like good, obviously. <laughs> but the vocal is definitely I try to give vocalists like as much space and sort of yeah like cater to, cater to the vocalist. No, and also like just like trying not to have like any sort of like ego sort of shit from my end when I'm in the studio with the vocalist because like that's you know never a good thing. You just try to kind of you just go like yeah whatever that's great like <laughs> just, I don't know accommodate as much keep as it possible. positive keep it light. Did you need a refill yes. on your camel tea? Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. How much of a because your songs are are very dense and like I can't imagine someone coming into sort of a half finished version of one of your songs. How much is it? How much of the beat is done before you start bringing in other vocal or, or vocalists into it? Well, that's again like it varies. Like I've got a project coming out soon that has I say like kind of like New York rappers on it, um, and they were the beats were sort of like made like without the vocals or like without even like the like the rappers in mind but like i've also got this other project that's coming out with a rapper that i sort of like i made all these beats for that rapper and that you know it's a different process entirely because you know you have sort of like you think like oh you know what the flow is like what sort of tempos they like is it more collaborative yeah i mean and yeah and also like i've, I've been kind of like doing sessions with like vocalists it's just kind of like starting something completely fresh something like completely new which is kind of like i've never really done that before i always mm-hmm. i never really like worked that well especially with like other producers in the same room I, I i just can't do it for some reason but vocalist is different i i managed to like kind of do some cool stuff with um with a couple of vocalists recently yeah it's it's i wanted to be like a collaborative thing and and have as much just like kind of like back and forth and you know that's it's when it works it's, it's like great it doesn't always work but you know. That's pretty cool. And like, was that something that you had to get comfortable with um, having vocalists sort of observe like uh, your sort of process in the studio, like sort of building up these beats? Because it can be it can be a little uh, disheartening for someone to just hear sort of, OK, this is the kick and the snare that I've got at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, it's, it varies. Like, I, I, I did a session with, with this girl who she hasn't really got, got anything out just yet, but she's going to be like. So stuff is like great, and she's just a great vocalist. And we just like created something like really unique. But I think because we also like clicked really well, and mm-hmm. and that you know that's like a huge part of it. If you you know if you don't want to be in the same room with someone, then it's like impossible to make something like something good because you know we're still like humans. And but yeah, I mean it's I guess like like in New York, especially like people are sort of like you know busy and people have like mad schedules and stuff. And if you, if you do get someone in the room. Then you kind of like feel like you have to make something. At least I just like try it, you know, <laughs> like um, and just to like, give you know give you like a really good shot. And because yeah, yeah, like you never know when you're gonna when when it's gonna happen again. So now, now one thing, like you know, uh, from the womb had sort of a lot of emotion behind it. Do you bring that same like? Do you bring emotions uh, into your production with the vocalists, or are you sort of are you leaving it up to them to sort of uh, lead sort of the the tone of the track? 
Um, it depends. If I make a beat just without a vocalist in mind, then yeah, I would say I'll 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 try to like just yeah. I, I still want it to like everything that I do to sound like me, and mm-hmm. and I and I want like people to like that they want to work with me because like because of that because of the sounds and because like um the things that I do because like otherwise you know you would just like go to someone else who I don't know you can you know it's just like kind of like. I could never do just a even if I wanted to, I could never do like kind of like more kind of like a standard, say like kind of like a rap or hip hop track. I just couldn't do it. So I'm, you know, I hope that people come to me because of because of that. You know. Well, no, I feel like if someone's approaching you to work on a track, they kind of <laughs> they know how, yeah. they know what the what the end of it's going to be. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, like I said, like I've, I've got like a lot of stuff coming out with vocalists like this sort of like fall so i'll be interested to see what um you know what people think like i'm excited about a lot of this stuff and is that coming out under your own name or is it coming out out of theirs or what's the what's that like so i've got like this one project with um with rosé labeja who i made like an ep with him earlier this year um it's called new flesh and he actually kind of like actually changed he had to change his name he was his roosevelt but there was some like like, like legal shit. Um, so now he's, he goes by Rosé LaBeja because he's like he's also like a vogue dancer and he's part of LaBeja family in in New York. So yeah, so like I've got like a project coming out with him, and that was like I was sort of like making these, and I've been like doing a lot of like live shows with him as well over the summer. Well, like we've played together quite like quite a lot, and that was made that was that whole thing was made like with that like sort of in mind that like you know like next year or whatever like, we want like to like tour and stuff together yeah um and that was definitely made with like all these kind of like, things in mind um and then i've got this other project more of a kind of like, compilation that these things didn't really exist and the beats are kind of like made and then the rappers sort of like you know i you know, we send it to people and then, and then they were like, oh yeah, you know, we like this and let's try to get into the studio. And then, then the vocals happen and then I started like sort of scaling the instrumentals back quite a lot. <laughs> so sometimes it works that way too. Yeah. <laughs> What's it like? Because you strike me as someone who's sort of, you bounce around a lot from one thing to another. You don't seem to be someone like... Uh, who's part of like you know sort of the triangle family or you know mm. uh shlomo or like uh, mm. or any of these other like sort of like producers who are part of a label and then that sound is that sound and you sort of know what to expect coming out of it like uh, how's it what's it like being sort of a almost a a rogue in this sort of in the soundcloud era of it because you're mm-hmm. you're definitely owning it that way but like you, you know, you don't have like a classical track sound. You don't have a mm. triangle sound. Like you're, you're sort of, you just seem to do what you want. Like, is that? Do you ever feel like a sense of camaraderie with other producers, or like how, how do you? Uh, uh, more more <laughs> than not, like I, I try to like just like stay quite independent when it comes to stuff like that. And um, I yeah, I don't really listen to that much like club music. Um, like, and I have sort of like mixed. So the feelings about a lot of it and and that was actually something that happened like last year i got like very like sort of disillusioned with with like the scene and some of like the the names you just mentioned um and yeah i just kind of like wanted to like sort of like distance myself from some of that and that was like a conscious decision and i, I don't know I, like i i just wanted to do like like 
my own thing a lot of the times. But also, like, I want to do sort of like I don't know, like 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 pop stuff too. I want to work with like my Miley Cyrus. <laughs> I literally like just like I I don't know like I yeah like the underground like music scene is like whatever. But like, I you know I don't really want to be underground music forever. You know I want to do like bigger stuff. And work with like bigger names and bigger vocalists and stuff. But I think now's the perfect time to do it. Like you can see, yeah. uh, like nowadays, you know, uh, Katy Perry is cribbing beats from RL Grime. Like it's it, it, exactly, yeah. It, it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and like someone like Miley Cyrus or would be perfect for that sort of like, uh, like she's weird enough that she could introduce your exactly, elements yeah, into exactly. it without it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. Just, yeah, like, <laughs> even like even like, like, like Beyonce will happen with. Um, with like boots and stuff like that's mm-hmm. like, that was insane like that's but you know that like i'm not saying that like oh i'm gonna like wear with beyonce like by any means but but like that you know i, I want i don't want to like just like say in in like um you have to keep doing this kind of music because you're part of this like some sort of movement or like whatever like nah like that's not that's not who i am yeah i don't know so it's it's interesting to hear like what other people sort of make of everything and how like 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 you know, my stuff comes across and it's interesting too. Well, do you have a label or do you like sort of court offers from people and sort of say, okay, I'll release something on here and something on here. Like what's your, what's that end of it? Cause I, I, I feel like we've got a lot of people who listen to the podcast who are sort of uh, musicians, electronic or otherwise. And they might, they might be interested in sort of that back end of it that a lot of people don't see. You know, I'm kind of like, sort of like, like friendly with like friends, like FM, um, I, um, but I sort of like I, I didn't really want to like, like keep doing the radio shows because it's just not what I want to do. Like it was just kind of like too stressful and stuff. There's sort of like the people that I associate with, and I've you know put like three releases on like out on rents. Um and also like there's like a New York label called Purple Tape Pedigree or PTP. That's like really dope, and they're like definitely like my sort of New York family. They've like helped me out so much. Like when I moved here, like they sort of like took me under their wing like instantly and. Like, I would say, like, they're definitely, like, people that I, you know, I would call my sort of, like, crew in a way. But, yeah, like, I'm not, like, you know, like, like sign on paper to anyone. Like, my rinse deal, like, like it was, like, a three-EP deal. And I don't know. I'm just kind of happy, like, just, like, be able to do, like, things and with different people. And I'm, I'm talking to, like, I don't know, like, it's like, like I said, like, I'm sort of, like, in the studio and doing sessions with vocalists and doing sort of, like, it's kind of, like, behind-the-scenes stuff a lot at the, at the moment as well. That's kind of that's kind of cool too. I enjoy, I enjoy doing that. And so, like, are you behind the t- scenes doing like engineering? Or are you behind the scenes like sort of fixing up beats? Like, what's your what's your job there? I mean, I do a bit of both. Like, I've been working with um, with a rapper here called Dayburger. Um, she's she's awesome. I've been kind of like engineering her session sometimes, but yeah, and also just kind of like you know helping with the production and kind of like just like you know. That's dope. Like, do you do you enjoy doing that sort of stuff? Like, just always being in the studio. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, definitely. Like, I'm not like a super like social person, so I don't really like like hang out with people that much. But like, it's definitely fun with like like being in a room with like vocalists. Like I said, like it doesn't really work with, that well with other producers. But um, yeah, with like vocalists, I definitely enjoy it. Even start engineering and record them and stuff. It's like you strike me as almost the polar opposite of your music, which is. Uh, I mean, it's good. I was a little frightened going into this interview today that you would just be, you know, an alien that I'd have to communicate with. But um, your stuff always seems to be so 
so well planned out, sort of, so just sort of, you know, this is four minutes, this is my point A, this is my point B, and I'm going to take you through sort of all the permutations of that. You don't strike me as someone who'd be like, okay, these are my hi-hats, this is my sound, this is how I have to work. I I mean, obviously everyone has an ego and everyone's got like that, but I, I really don't, I try not to like let that get in the way of things, especially like with like when the music, like that's, I feel like that is like in this world, like that's my sort of like voice and I, I, start, I don't want anything to kind of like, like ruin it, you know? And, like, and then like whatever it takes, like, it's just, you know, sometimes you have, you have to take like a step back and to think like, oh, like, I, like this piece doesn't need this or it doesn't need that. You just have to like cut it out and, and, and just to kind of like look at the, think of the bigger picture and look at the bigger picture. And that's what, what I always try to keep in mind. Like what, like what am I trying to say with this? Like what is, what is the goal here? You know, it's not just about like making your like kicks down sound like super like fat. You know, there's more, you know, there's so much more to music than that. Well, I mean, there's a snare, but besides that. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the snare also has to sound good. <laughs> I... <laughs> Are you ever worried that you're alienating the artist and is or, uh, the audience, and is that something that enters into your mind when you're making music? Um, it doesn't really enter my mind, to be honest. Um, I feel like there's all these like kind of sides to what I do, and in my, you know, in my in my mind, it sort of like makes sense. You know, someone else I listen to and, and expecting something that I would have done in the past might be like you know, like kind of like, oh, why is he doing this now? Like, why? But yeah, like in my mind, there's definitely like it kind of makes sense, and there's like everything that I do, I feel I it's like like very me. Even if I have you know, even if I work with like other vocalists, and I mentioned like doing sort of other styles and and all this stuff, like I I couldn't just like do something like literally, I just I wouldn't know how to like do something like a <laughs> kind of, like more so like like conventional sounding stuff. Maybe if that's if that's kind of like a yeah like a thing. Um, and yeah, like um. So let's like, say so in my mind and in my sort of everything is kind of part of like a plan or like, you know, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think. Uh, oh, uh, this episode is going to be going up Friday. Is there anything that you want to promote or push out? Cool. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing a show at Sunnyvale, Brooklyn on Friday. Um, and I'm, yeah, like I said, I'm going to do something like a little bit different there. I think something a bit more. I'm, more kind of like a live. I think I'm just like probably bring like some like MIDI controllers and stuff and do something a bit more like live, um, rather than study DJ. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. I'm going to Europe soon, and that should be fun. So there's one question we ask at the end of every podcast. But before that, uh, how how do you arrange uh, visuals for your live show? I don't know if it's a big deal down there, but here we have people who sort of they are uh, VJs. And it always just seems to be like, if it's modular equipment, people like sort of producing blue and yellow triangles. Or if it's not, it's sort of like uh, they went on YouTube and ripped six videos and kept yeah. <laughs> looping it over and over and over again. Like, is that is that part of your live sound? Is that something that you sort of consider when you're when you're doing a live setup? Um, I mean, sometimes like people will reach out to me. Um, about that stuff but i i definitely like i love like visuals and then they go especially like electronic music you know they they go like very well together or like they can be like a really like a combination um if it was like up to me it would be just like a super dark room lots of smoke and some like strobes 
<laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and any like visuals on top of that, it's like a bonus. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I haven't got like my like like a, a go to. I have I like, worked with like one guy like, a few times in the past. This guy called Sheep here in Brooklyn. Um, he's amazing. He stuff is kind of like like kind of lo-fi sort of like net art sort of thing he's probably gonna okay kill me if, if you'd hear say that <laughs> that's, but that's my sort of like take on it uh no that's dope and then the last question uh that we ask everybody who comes on to stone hall sessions is um and again this is just sort of to uh separate the wheat from the chaff the the real artists from the people who are just posing the Etc. 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 Who has had more of an influence on your career musically, uh, Peter Gabriel or Phil Collins? <laughs> uh, Peter Gabriel. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Um, or like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe Phil Collins has had like a like. I don't want to ever want to be like him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I would you say, yeah, the I, sound I would, of the eighties. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I I would still say Peter Gabriel. Uh, any, any particular reason? I don't know. Like, it's just, like it's, this stuff is more like groovier, and and yeah, less like just yeah, less cheesy. That's true. That is very true. But uh, you'll never be on uh, Miami Vice with that sort of attitude. Oh shit! Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.